This week, we're going to pick up where we left off with my good friend and one of my favorite all-time outdoor television hosts, Keith Warren, who's the host and producer of The High Road. Think about it. Keith has produced more than 1,300 outdoor television shows. That's incredible. We'll have a few questions for him, and he's going to update us on the brand new news about CWD. Stay tuned. Right on the mark. Right on the mark. Episode 4, featuring Keith Warren, recorded May of 2021, starts right now. He has hunted all across America and around the world. Rifle, pistol, shotgun, crossbow, compound, traditional, he uses them all. He's an outfitter, an award-winning outdoor television host, and founder of America's only organization fighting to protect every hunter's lifestyle. He's brash, he's bold, he's humorous, and a bit hot-headed. But when it comes to all things God, family, country, and hunting, He's Keith Mark, and he's right on the mark. Uh, welcome back to Right on the Mark with Keith Warren. Uh, and Josh, every week he likes to ask our guests some questions. But before we get to Josh, I actually have a couple of other points I want to get with you, Keith. Number one, uh, you know, we were talking about the infighting and you thought the, the need for unity. And of course, I believe Hunter Nation is is the answer to that problem the the way to unify the american hunter and those of you that are listening if you don't know about hunter nation or if you want to know more about hunter nation go to hunternation.org hunternation.org it is truly the organization out there that's in the trenches on the front lines defending our hunting freedoms our hunting rights uh, our hunting lifestyle so please check out hunternation.org all right, before I let Josh ask questions, Keith, where did the name The High Road come from? That was one of my questions. Oh, was it? Oh, okay, go ahead. Oh, my go goodness. Ahead. Well, you know what? Hey, Keith, uh, I'm going to turn it over to Josh. He seems to have a few questions. One of them I might even be interested in. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't have said a better shit myself, Keith. So, Keith Warren, go ahead and answer that one for me. <laughs> Should I answer that question? Yeah, I, yeah. Yes, please, but direct it toward Josh, not Keith. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so Josh, you know, um, you, you know, everybody, you, you know, when you were growing up, you knew right from wrong, right? And, uh, Mostly. and, and, and you made decisions. <laughs> so anyway, it's like well, you, taking the high road in life is something that I've always tried to do. It's, it's something that it's hard to do a lot of times. But it is always the right thing to do. Taking the low road is something that's easy. It's it, it's something that slackers do. It's something that people make excuses do. And I don't make excuses. I want to set my goals high. And I said, you know what? I want the show to be called The High Road. Because I want to be able to say, you know what? We all need to take the high road in life. Whether it's home. Whether it's at work. Whether it's in the woods. We all need to take the high road. And, and uh it, it's hard to do. And so, you know, I just, it's a reminder for me every day to, Hey, let's take the high road. No, I like it. That was a great answer for sure. Okay. Uh, my first question, I guess now, thanks Keith. Uh, with all the travels you've done across the world and, and the tundra and the Arctic and Mexico, what, is there anything left on your bucket list still? Oh, good you answer. Know, I, I just want to go now. I mean, I, I, there's nothing really on my bucket list now. I just like going. I don't care whether I'm shooting prairie dogs in Kansas or I, you know, I'm, I'm hunting, you know, 
grizzly bears on the tundra. I, I, I just like to go. Okay. Okay. Follow up on that is what's your most memorable hunt ever? Uh, probably one of them, I guess the most recent one, I did a desert bighorn hunt down in Mexico. Uh, my daughter was with me and, uh, I, I'd never gone for, I'd seen desert bighorn before, but never had a permit. And so anyway, I did that this last December and, and I shot a 10 and a half year old ram and she was right next to me. Wow. And after I shot it, it took an hour and a half to get up to it. It was pretty, pretty butt kicking. And I got about 50 yards from it. She said, daddy, let me carry my rifle. I said, over my dead body. You know, <laughs> I mean, you're not carrying my rifle. We're gone. We're going up there together and getting that bad boy off the mountain. So that was uh, one of my most memorable, hunt, memorable hunts ever. Keith, that actually sounds like real hunting. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Uh, you do a lot of, obviously, work with deer. What would be the most important thing you can tell the average Joe to make their whitetails have a bigger rack? Uh, discipline. Don't shoot them. Uh, in other words, uh, if you want them to get bigger, you better let them get older. Uh, most of the deer around the country are no older than two and a half to three and a half years old. Many parts, unfortunately, they're not even uh, no older than a year and a half. But if you can give a deer, uh, you know, till four and a half, five and a half years old, regardless where he lives, as long as he's got groceries, he's going to be pretty doggone big. I like it. No, that's well, great. Thank you. You know what, Keith? Uh, I'm going to chime in uh, with two points. Number one, you missed a heck of an opportunity because almost every single guest we have, when Josh asks them what's on their bucket list, they seem to all say a large Alaska Yukon moose up in the Yukon <laughs> with Keith Mark at McMillan River. So, Keith, yeah. I appreciate you not just pandering for the free hunt up there. I've killed one. <laughs> and it's still on my bucket list. The problem with that is when, is when you kill one. Yeah. That's when the work starts. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, we were hunting with uh, Donald Trump Jr. a few years back. And um, Donald Trump Jr. saw a monster moose and he wanted to chase him way off the river. And he ended up shooting the moose about a mile off of the river against my best advice. And as soon as the moose dropped, I looked right at him and said, I hate you. Because we knew how the pack was going to be. But thank goodness we had Josh with us because he's like a, a living cameraman mule. I mean, he's uh, he he's a pack. He's a pack and fool. Uh, before we. Uh, um, Go to the final break, Keith. Um, I did want to bring up another topic. You and I both are involved uh, with a, a, an incredible um, charitable organization, uh, the Outdoor Adventure Foundation, that offers uh, outdoor hunting opportunities to veterans who've lost a limb in active service and uh, young people that are you know, battling a challenging, life-threatening injury. Um, and I don't know, not to speak for you, but that's some of the most rewarding times of field that i've spent with those people it is you know i wound up uh years ago i started doing that and well i did it with you years ago yeah, you're the that's one that's right i think i turned you on to brian solem up there and, and uh, i was i was often asked why don't i ever do a television show just specifically about that i said i, I can't and people said, well, how come? I mean, I love watching the show where, you know, the, it was very uplifting about this or that. And I said, because I, I don't, I don't want to become numb to these people's problems. Right. 
In other words, the, it is so is so uh, sobering to see families with children that are that have got these issues that it's just they don't know if the child's going to be around tomorrow or not. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know, or, or being with a veteran that their their skin's so burned that they don't even look like a human and think, how do they have such a great outlook on life? Right. And I didn't want to have myself numbed down because of too much exposure to that. And so I don't know how the guys at the Outdoor Adventure Foundation can do it. They do a phenomenal job. I yes. mean, and my hat's off to them, and I support them in a huge way. But, oh, my gosh, the day that it, it stops touching my heart and my feelings to be around those people is the day I'm going to walk away from it. And I yeah. hope that never happens because they no. need our help. I agree with you. And, you know, the story I told you earlier, Keith, about the veteran that got the negative emails. Some months after we aired that show, we got a just a sad call from his wife. He had been battling, you know, post-traumatic stress and, and, and he, uh, he, he took his own life. And so, you know, although the hunt was very rewarding, it's, it's very hard when you get that call. And right here in our shop where Josh and I are right now, uh, we have a picture of a little girl who we did an elk hunt with. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, um, some time had passed after we did the hunt and aired this wonderful television show with her and her family that, you know, we got the call from her dad, uh, you know, when they tell you that, you know, they didn't make it. And so selfishly, I'm like you. That's one of the reasons why we don't do it every weekend, um, because I, f I just can't, I, you know, I don't have the mental makeup and the emotional makeup to keep doing it. But um, I'll tell you what, it's, it's the most rewarding thing that I think I've ever been involved in in outdoor television and really in hunting is to take those folks out on these uh, on these adventures. So hats off to Brian Solom and the Outdoor Adventure Foundation. And, and Keith won't say this, but Keith actually bought Gracie that hunt with his own money at the auction in North Dakota. And we went up and filmed her shoot that giant, giant elk in North Dakota up there. Yeah, so was, he bought it with his own money. And yeah, it wasn't yeah. donated or anything. He personally bought, wrote the check for it so she could come up. And then I think didn't Outdoor Adventure get it taxed there before her? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. It was, uh, it was quite a, it was quite an adventure. And I know Keith, you do similar things. And so I just, I knew we shared that in common, the Outdoor Adventure Foundation. So I think it's Outdoor Adventure Foundation, OAF.org. Yeah. Uh, check it out, OAF.org. Um, and that's another great organization. So Keith, stick around. We're going to come right back and uh, you're going to tell our folks about CWD. Right on the Mark is brought to you in part by Hunter Nation. Hunter Nation defends all of our traditional American values, God, family, country, conservation, and our hunting lifestyle. Join the unified voice of the American hunter by visiting HunterNation.org today. Welcome back to uh, Right on the Mark. And uh, my guest today is none other than outdoor legend and my buddy Keith Warren. Uh, Keith, uh, you know, I know you don't blow your own horn on this topic, but there's very few people in America um, that are as expert as you are when it comes to deer, deer management, the issues surrounding deer and deer herds. And the hottest topic uh, that you hear in every deer hunting camp is CWD, and you have some information for us. So what's, what's the latest, buddy? Okay, so real quick, just to let you know, you know, I kind of go against the grain on many things. I believe in standing up for what I believe in. And uh, 12 years ago, I started a TV show, a deer farming TV show. And the reason why is because I am a deer farmer, and I thought deer farmers were getting a bad rap. I thought 
that uh, there were a lot of untruths being said about deer farming. And I thought, you know what? It's kind of a little niche deal, but I think uh, I think it'll work. And anyway, 12 years later, here we are. And I, I raised big deer, lots of big deer. And I help people raise big deer, healthy deer. And I have taken ridicule from a lot of the fair chasers, I call it, you know, the people that don't like high fences. They may not like deer farming, but guess what? They sure like looking at big deer and knowing what it takes to raise big deer. And so anyway, this TV show, Deer and Wildlife Story, has been very successful. And, and consequently, I've met some really good people. And and it's important to point out that chronic wasting disease, is, although it's been around, they found it over 50 years ago in Colorado, uh, chronic wasting disease, it is, it is a serious disease. It's a disease. But it's something that I think has been, I think we have fake news. And I think that they have driven chronic wasting disease into something that, uh, is dividing hunters and is ultimately hunt, hurting hunting, but deer farmers are helping. And I think that everybody needs to realize what's going on. Imagine if there was a test where they could take a deer and they could see it was a susceptibility test, for example. Uh, wildlife departments have, have often said, well, is this overcrowding uh, of deer in these areas that's causing CWD? There's all these things that are causing CWD. Truth of the matter is, there's lots of things that uh, get caused CWD to spread around the country. And the biggest thing is people, okay, because people will take a CWD-infected deer. They don't have any idea it's infected. They'll take it from the, the place they shot it to their home. Guess what? They get transferred those prions to their home. Their home could be in Wisconsin or Georgia or someplace else. And for that reason, now there are laws prohibiting the transportation of animals across state lines coming from a CWD state. It's, it's, it's illegal to take an animal with, with the spinal cord in it, the brain, from Texas into Louisiana or Texas, Oklahoma, because Texas is now a CWD state. And this happened all over the place. But imagine if there was a test where you could take and you could see genetically if there was an animal that was more or less susceptible to cwd well there is and it is available right now wow. and what's happening is deer breeders are taking and we are breeding cwd susceptibility out of our herds amazing if cwd is so if, if cwd was so prevalent and so horrible in colorado and wyoming where it was first found over 50 years ago and it's going to kill everything it's going to be so bad can you answer a question, why do they still have hunting season in those areas? Exactly. Exactly. Because it's not as bad as what they said. But they're trying to they're trying to divide, and I think that's that's what a lot of unfortunately people in government do, wildlife agencies do it too, they divide people. And so deer farming is a place that research is being done. It is this research is being done on deer farms that cannot be done out in the wild. They couldn't ever test animals in the wild but every single deer that dies on a deer farm is tested for chronic wasting disease every single one of them we know we know genetically what they have and the science has been funded by the deer farmers through the north american deer registry and this information is it's groundbreaking for cwd because if indeed cwd is such a horrible problem as some people and even some organizations are, are saying uh then guess what? If the deer breeders breed CWD out of their herd, hmm, maybe someday the all these places are going to have to start buying deer from deer breeders because they are not susceptible to CWD anymore. What do you think about that? Wow. It turns the tables. Yeah, it does. That's yeah. groundbreaking, Keith. And, you know, when you think yeah. about that, uh, you know, these people that are always negative high fence, negative deer breeders, 
boy, what are they going to say when the deer breeders from high fence operations solve this CWD problem? Hmm. Well, it's not going to get solved from the wildlife people because they're not doing any testing and research on it. Okay. The, the, what the research they can, they can do on the open range. I mean, come on. I mean, the coyotes are going to eat animals before they get to them. The, the buzzards, you're not, they're not, they're going to vaporize is what I say. Right. But when they die in a captive breeding situation, we can test every single one of them. And that's exactly what's being done. And it's this information that's being gathered off of deer farms that is being shared with wildlife agencies to help make better management decisions for all deer hunters, no matter where they hunt. Wow. Okay, Keith. So how do our listeners stay up with what you've got going? What's your... Uh Social handle, website, uh, where can they see your show? Man, Just- I, knew, I knew you were going to ask that. I, if, <laughs> if Maddie's with me, she could tell you. Um, <laughs> I, I know that we got we got a pretty good YouTube channel. It's got over half a million subscribers on it. Uh, wow. Just punching Keith Warren hunting, and uh, we've got like twelve or thirteen hundred videos on there. Uh, I mean, a bunch of them. Wow. And uh, of course, you can find us on YouTube. You can go to uh highroadhunting.com and that's our website and uh you can catch me on facebook just get on facebook punch keith warren in and get a hold of me i've always told people you know what if you take the time to watch our show i appreciate it and if you take the time to write to me i will get back with you it may take me a week or two or three but i will get back with you i give you my word well you know what keith you're a great guy uh, it was a, just an unbelievable pleasure to get to meet you for the first time many years ago. And it's just been an honor to become friends and share stories and hunting camps and all kinds of stuff with you since then. So uh, I'll definitely keep telling everyone I know to turn on the high road. And I'm going to ask you to make sure you let all your people know about Hunter Nation at HunterNation.org. And between the two of us, maybe we can uh, do a small part in saving this uh, perfect hunting lifestyle. Sounds like a plan to me, man. All right, Keith, thanks for joining us. Stick around. We have a quick close to the Right on the Mark podcast, and uh, we'll be back right after this. Thanks, Keith. Thank you. Bye-bye. This segment of Right on the Mark is brought to you by Colt, still making history. Pistols, rifles, revolvers. Find the right Colt for you today by visiting Colt.com. Wow. That's kind of cool, Josh, getting to kind of spend a little time with my buddy, Keith Warren. How about yeah, that? Yeah, no doubt. And he's a wealth of knowledge. And yes. who knew he had so many projects in the pipeline? <laughs> he, well, listen, I mean, he's a guy that's been around forever. He's a guy that's not afraid to say what he thinks. He's not afraid to put other hunters back a step by saying, hey, look, don't be an elitist. Be inclusive, not exclusive. I, I just love the guy. And, you know, he's never shied away from crossbows or high fence or deer breeding. I mean, he's exactly. Uh, what our hunting industry needs right now is a unifier, not a divider. Right. Just like you said, if it's legal and it's ethical, then it's okay. Oh, wait a minute. I'm looking. It looks like we're getting an email in here. Well, I think our next guest has just volunteered. We have a, a Dr. Anthony Fauci. <laughs> Dr. Anthony Fauci wants to come on right on the mark to talk about masking deer and social distancing of deer to prevent CWD. What do you think of that, Josh? Yeah, it's the COVID of the deer woods. Well, Anthony Fauci, well, I would love to have him on because, uh, you know, I mean, true. nobody likes to hear himself talk more than that guy. So, uh, <laughs> and, you know, he's, um, 
Well, we won't go real deep in that, but uh, yeah, he probably knows as much about CWD as he knows about uh, the Chinese uh, panda virus too. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Keith, I mean, like you said, he was a controversial guy because of the high fence and, but he's hunting with literally everything, air bows, air guns. Yes. Uh, I saw him yesterday hunt with a, a crossbow that had a six bolt magazine i mean if it's it's out there he uses it and i love it you know and i i remember i was with actually with keith one time and he put a video out and you'll remember this it was a a bunch of pigs crossing a road and uh, keith just laid them all down (laughs) you know i mean all shapes all sizes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh you know and there was people that wrote in and just says how dare you shoot little pigs and and keith just said well first of all you know we are managing the pig population here in Texas. Mm-hmm. It's legal. It was ethical. And they utilized uh, the fruits of their labor. And, you know, he just was unapologetic. And I guess that's why I love the guy. Right. As he should be. I mean, sometimes it isn't hunting. It's it's you're, you're taking the pigs out because you have to. That's right. Predator management. Right. All, exactly. Almost down in Texas, it's like that. So, mm-hmm. well, listen, if you believe that the hunting world needs to unify and fight to protect these rights, then check out HunterNation.org because that's the organization for you. It's obviously the organization for me. Uh, give them a look, you know. I mean, they're doing some amazing things. And if you come back next time, we'll have another great guest. We'll share hunting stories on Right on the Mark. The views and opinions expressed on Right on the Mark are not necessarily those of our host, guests, or sponsors. Right on the Mark is produced at Hunter Nation Studios and is the property of Bow and Arrow Productions. Produced in conjunction with BLT Productions. Copyright 2021.